شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ما بعد. So today we're going to carry on from كتاب النكاح and the topic of today is أسباب الفرقة. Remember we mentioned that نكاح has components كتاب النكاح the فقه النكاح we study many different things and from amongst the things that we study is the reasons for separation or the ways of separation actually that would be better the ways of separation okay uh, the separation between a husband and a wife are many different ways for a husband and wife to be separated and that's inshallah ta'ala what we're going to be taking today so the first ways of separation we're on khula right so he says faslun fi ahkamil khula well khula is the first type of separation and it comes from the word khala'a yakhla'u يعني to remove something when you remove your thob or you remove your piece of clothing you will say خلعتو ثوبي or خلعتو I've taken off my thob I've taken off my clothing right and similarly الخلع in the شريعة as they define it it is عبارة عن الفرقة عن عوض it is a separation between the husband and the and the wife for a عوض يعني a transaction with it using a transaction or for يعني for a actually what's it for عوض يعني you know when someone not for a price like in for he gives you something the wife gives something as a ransom no ransom you wouldn't say ransom trade نعم basically a trade exchange أحسن yeah exchange would be better so so it's it's a a a separation between the husband and wife for an exchange that is given by the by the wife. And the reasons for khul' is إِذَا كَرِهَتِ الْمَرْأَةِ خُلُقًا أَوْ خِلْقَةً مِنْ زَوْجِهَا If a woman dislikes a characteristic or a creation, a way of the way that he's born, the way he is, doesn't like the way he the way he looks, physical. Or non-physical reason, and she has the reason why she wants to leave the husband could be a physical reason, whether it be um, through his the way he looks that she she just can't she just doesn't like the way he looks, or through a reason of al um, manners the way he carries himself, or because he does haram for example he's a fasiq he does haram and she didn't know that before the marriage, and or he never used to do haram and he started doing haram in the marriage. Right, then in that case, because he's a fasiq and things like that, then she has the right to get a khula, to get khula, and that is by giving a replacement. And the asl for it in the, in the in the Quran is when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Fala junaha alihima fi maftadatbih." There is no problem, or if they want to separate, if she gives something as a ransom on her behalf. يعني she leaves the marriage and she gives back money to the husband. In order to leave that marriage, right? And in the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, as narrated by Al Bukhari and Muslim, that a woman Thabit ibn Qais came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
that the wife of Thabit ibn Qais came to the Prophet وسلم, فقالت, and she said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Thabit ibn Qais, ma u'ibu alayhi fi khuluqin wa ladin. Thabit ibn Qais, I don't have anything, I don't see anything wrong with him in terms of the, his mannerisms, nor in terms of his deen. He's a nice person. ولكنني أكره الكفر في الإسلام. But I don't want to be someone who's ungrateful. I mean, I just don't like him in terms of as a as a, as a husband. فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he said أتردين عليه حديقته are you going to give back his garden because the mahar was a garden the mahar was a garden. قالت نعم. So she said yes. فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to ثابت بن قيس اقبل الحديقة وطلقها تطليقه accept the garden that she's going to give back to you and divorce her and so the condition for this khul' is that a woman gives the mahar back or gives a money a, 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 a portion of money back there's difference of opinion amongst the scholars on what she has to give back does she have to give back the mahar or does the man have a choice on what she what she gives back <coughs> The majority of the scholars, they say that the man has a choice. The man has a choice on what, what money he gets from her. And it can be money or it can be any other thing that can be given as a mahar. Okay? Just anything that can be given, the, the principle here is that anything that can be given as a mahar can be given as iwadul khul'a, as their exchange for khul'a. And the evidence that they bring to say that she can, that he can choose what money she gives, is the ayah in the Quran when Allah says, "فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِمَا فِي مَا افْتَدَتْ بِهِ." The ma here means general, anything. فِي مَا افْتَدَتْ بِهِ. Whatever she wants, whatever she gives as a ransom, right? And that's the majority of the scholars from the Imam al-Arba, the four Imams, Abu Hanifa, Malik, and Ahmad al-Shafi'i, رحمهم الله تعالى, as opposed to Ibn Hazm al-Zahiri. And Ibn Hazm, رحمه الله, and the Zahiriya, they say. That it is only the mahar. The only thing that she, she has to give, that, that he, can, he can take from her, is the mahar and nothing else. Wallahu a'lam. And this is an opinion that's taken by some of the scholars. Wallahu um, a'lam, which one's correct. Tayyip, <laughs> so the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, وَالْخُلْعُ جَائِزٌ عَلَىٰ عِوَضٍ مَعْلُومٍ Khul' is allowed عَلَىٰ عِوَضٍ مَعْلُومٍ As long as the exchange is known. Meaning the money that is being paid to the husband back is known. And obviously the reason why the husband's getting his money back is because the reason for the separation is not him, it's her. She's the one who wants to leave the marriage. And as a husband, he's given her mahar, number one. And number two, he's also given her nafaqa, provision, money. So he's spent on her, whether it be money, food, drink, clothing, all of that stuff. So the girl's door, the sister's, the girl's door, the sister's door is locked. Is locked. So can one of the sisters go and open the door, please? Uh, because the wind must have closed it. Um, so the reason why is because of the money that the man spent during that time He is a, has the right to take it back And he also has the right to take the mahar back And there is no problem in that And then the author rahimahullah ta'ala says وَتَمْلِكُ الْمَرْأَةُ نَفْسَهَا وَلَا رَجْعَةُ عَلَيْهَا When now a mahar When a, the mahar oh Sorry the, the khul' happens now then the, 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 the woman, she now owns herself in terms of she is free. She's no longer married, she's single. So 
So in that situation, he has no raj'ah. What do you mean by that? When a man divorces her wife, when a man divorces his wife, then the woman is still his wife until the idda finishes, the three months period finish or the three periods finish, right? Remember we said if, some, if someone divorces their wife, then they are still married for three months, then when the, or for three, three periods, right? When these three periods finish now, then she, the, she is now ba'ina, she's now left his care. She's no longer under his care, and she's no longer his, uh, his husband, and she is no longer related to him in any way. She's ajnabiya. She's now non-related to him completely. She has to wear hijab and all of that stuff. That's after three months, ba'ina, right? That's if you divorce your wife. Like if it's a khula happens, if the khula happens, then there is no raja'ah. So that, that three-month that three period, or that, that three-periods period, three menstrual cycles period, he is normally allowed to take her back in that time. He's allowed to take her back by raja'ah. And then he can do, and then he has, he, he's lost one divorce. But with the khula, there is no period of raja'ah. She is now automatically gone, no longer, uh, she, she's no longer his, his wife. Hmm? No, there is an idda period. There is an idda period, and that is different. Uh, but there's no raja'ah period. And the, and the idda period is, uh, some scholars they say it is istibra'ah. Istibra'ah, yani one period. As soon as she leaves the, under the care of her husband, then she's now mustabri'ah, she, she does istibra'ah. Istibra'ah, yani she has one menstrual cycle, and then she can get married after that. And according to some scholars, and some they say she has a, her idda. طيب فاسدا سواء قلنا الخلع فسخ أو طلاق لأنها بذلت المال لتملك لتملك البضع البضع فلا يملك الزوج ولاية الرجوع إليه كما أن الزوج إذا بذل المال صداقا ليملك البضع لا يكون للمرأة ولاية الرجوع إلى البضع نعم طيب then he says ويجوز الخلع في الطهر والحيض ولا يلحق المختلعة طلاق the next masala is وَيَجُوزُ الْخُلْعُ فِي الطُهْرِ وَالْحَيْضِ It is allowed for you to do, have a khul' when the woman is on her period or when she's not on her period. And it's going to come inshaAllah in the next chapter that you're not allowed to divorce your wife when? During her period. Remember we took it in? Where did we take it? What part of fiqh do we take this? No one remembers. The beginning. Tahara. We take it at Tahara, we take that. The things that are haram for the woman that's on a period. What are things? She's not allowed to recite the Qur'an. She's not allowed to touch the Mus'haf. She's not allowed to go inside the Masjid. And she's not allowed to be divorced. She's not allowed to be divorced. We take it at the beginning of fiqh. If you guys remember. طيب. So the woman, she's not allowed to be divorced while she's on her period. And it is haram. Right? As for al-khul'a, then it's different to al-talaq, divorce, in this way as well. Where you're allowed to have a khul'a in, in her period, during, while she's on her menstrual cycle. Why? Because the reason for the the reason why you're not allowed to divorce your wife while she's on her period is because it's harmful for her when it comes to her idda. It makes her idda longer. But when it comes to khul, is there any idda anyway? There's no idda anyway. So therefore, it's allowed for you to divorce her during this time. Okay. Um, and also, the second reason that they bring is that the fact that the woman was desperate enough to give her money. She was desperate enough to give money to be separated from this man. So therefore, we say that. Even if she's on her period, then it is. Um, even if she's on her period, then it is still correct for her to have a khul'a. No. Um, you mentioned that 
a man is not allowed to go back to the woman from his own regard if she does call him. Yeah. So if he wants to marry her again, it's down to the woman. If he must, uh, mm? if there's no idda, then when does the time stop when he can actually like, make an offer? No. So if there's no idda, so if a woman now is divorced by her by by her husband by khulu, then when can the man marry her again? We say that when she when there's a khulu, then she's now separated from the husband. After al istibra al rahim, when she now leaves, she, she has her, her period. Then he can marry her again with a new contract, new new nikah. She has to wait one period. One period, has to wait. She doesn't have to remarry. She doesn't have to remarry. No, she doesn't have to remarry. That's for that's something else separately, inshallah. Then he says, look, so the, the, the evidence for the fact that she doesn't have to, she, you, can, you can do khul'a whilst she's on her, on her menstrual cycle is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the wife of uh, Thabit ibn Qais asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do khul'a for her. Did the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam ask, are you on your period? No. There's a qa'idah and it's a principle that is very, very, very يعني, beautiful and something that needs to be memorized by everyone. And the principle came from Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala. He said, and the principle is, he says, تَرْكُ الْإِسْتِفْصَالِ فِي قَضَايَ الْأَحْوَالِ مَعَ قِيَامِ الْإِحْتِمَالِ يُنَزِّلُ مَنْزِلَةَ الْعُمُومِ فِي الْمَقَالِ يُنَزِّلُ مَنْزِلَةَ الْعُمُومِ فِي الْمَقَالِ That if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't ask, he didn't ask something. When it was possible that it was happening, and it was possible that it was there, then that shows that that thing has no effect on the ruling. It shows that the ruling is general. For example, look at this. When the, when the, Prophet, when the, when the woman came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and asked for khul'a from her husband, did the Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam ask her, are you on your period? No. Despite the fact that she possibly could have been on her, on her period. Therefore, that shows that her period has no effect. And this is a general principle for everything. A general principle. When, when someone came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and asked the question, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, na'am, it's allowed, or no, it's not allowed. And he didn't ask, are you this, are you that? Then that shows that these things have no effect on the ruling. تَرْكُ الْإِسْتِفْصَالِ فِي قَضَايَ الْأَحْوَالِ مَعَ وُجُودِ الْإِحْتِمَالِ يُنَزَّلُ مَنْزِلَةَ الْعُمُومِ فِي الْمَقَالِ That's the principle amongst the, amongst the scholars that uh, Imam Shafi'i is famously known from Imam Shafi'i himself. That all of the scholars they use. Hmm. That leaving of questioning, leaving of questioning when there is a possibility Now, when there is a possibility, shows generality in the state in the issue. Yani it's hard in English. Yani. It just shows that the fact that he didn't ask shows has no effect on the ruling. Yani my explanation is right in English like that. So that shows that you're allowed to divorce and have a khul' during the period. Then he says, وَلَا يَلْحَقُ الْمُخْتَلِعَةَ طَلَاقٌ That the woman who's on her period, that the woman who has a khul' then she does not get a divorce. يعني, uh, she, her, her divorce, she's not considered to be, يعني, the divorce is not used on her. The divorce is not used. You know a man has three divorces, right, normally. He owns three, he is allowed to divorce three times. If the situation is khul' and the wording that was used during the separation was khala'tuki, I have given you khul' then one of his divorces is not gone. He still has his divo- those three with her. 
Is that clear? He's allowed to he's allowed, he, if he does marry her again, then how many divorces does he own? Three. As opposed to if he was to divorce her and then marry her again, then how many does he own? Two. Is he understand that? Taib. Hmm. Yes, he can reject the payment. He can. Yeah, and she she would have to go to a court, and yeah, and then the judge will judge between them if she's worthy or allowed to be divorced or not. خلوا عنهم. طيب نعم. Yeah, he still has. So yes, if the yeah, it doesn't renew. So if a man divorces a wife, talaq, and then after that takes her back, and then takes a khulq, and then marries her again, how many talaq does he have left? Two left. What that first one is still gone until he uses them. So it's forever that one. It's two. It will stay forever. Two, three, and three will stay forever, and then use one. It will be like that forever. Faslun. It's not like driver's license. You get your points back. It stays like that. Faslun fi ahkam al-talaq. Now we're talking about al-talaq, which is divorce, and divorce is the separation by wording. In Arabic language, it is halul qaidi wal al-talaq. Al-talaq is for some is to leave to remove all restrictions. يعني أطلقت الكلب for example I left the dog يعني you had the dog on the leash and you left it it's called أطلقت I've left it without any قيد without any restrictions as for in the شريعة then it is اسم لحل قيد النكاح وهو لفظ جاهلي وورد في الشرع وورد الشرع بتقريره that it is a name or it is a concept for the removal of the contract of nikah. The, the contract of nikah, remember we said, it's like a knot. It's a contract that you are binded by. The talaq is to untie that knot. And you are no longer binded by that, uh, that, that contract. That's what talaq is. And it is used as a word. The talaq is done by a word. That's what the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, وَالطَّلَاقُ ضَرْبَانِ صَرِيحٌ وَكِنَايَةٌ There are two types of talaq, which is, Clear, sarih, wa kinaya. And remember we said talaq is a, is a word, huh? It's a word that you say. And it's to say that you have divorced your wife. And to say it, you can say it in two ways. Either in a way which is clear, and that is the first category of talaq, which is as-sarih. Talaq, as-sarih. The clear talaq. The clear divorce. Was-sarih is whatever has no other meaning other than talaq. A word that you use to divorce your wife, that has no possibility of another meaning. Like for example, طَلَّقْتُكِ I have divorced you. Is there a possibility to have any other meaning? No, there's not, right? There's no other meaning there. Or صَرَّحْتُكِ Or فَارَقْتُكِ These three are the ones that they mention in the books. Why? Because these are the three that have come in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. As for talaq, Allah says in the Qur'an, وَإِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَطَلِّقُوهُنَّ لِعِدَّتِهِنَّ وَأَحْصُ الْعِدَّةِ he says, إِذَا طَلَّقْتُمُ النِّسَاءِ When you divorce. So that shows that talaq is a clear word. The sharia has come to agree, to say that the word talaq alludes to talaq, divorce, straight away, without any uh, possibility of another meaning. And the second one is سَرَّحْتُ And Allah says, فَسَرِّحُوهُنَّ وَسَرِّحُوهُنَّ سَرَاحًا جَمِيلًا يعني, Again, it's divorce. وَفَارَقْتُكِ وَفَارِقُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ 
Allah says, فَارِقُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ uh, Meaning, leave them in divorce. These wordings that have no other meaning, no other possible meanings in a person's... يعني, there's no other possible meaning in the, in the language for a person to, say, to mean anything else. Then if someone says it, then the woman is divorced with an intention. And if he intended to say it, then the woman is divorced, even if he was joking. So we're not considering here the intention to divorce her or not. What are we considering? We're considering the intention to? To, hmm? to say, not to divorce. And if, if someone says to their wife, you are divorced as a joke, then she's divorced, for real. Because the Prophet wasallam said, ثَلَاثٌ جِدُّهُنَّ نَجِدْ وَهَزْلُهُنَّ نَجِدْ وَهَزْلُهُنَّ نَجِدْ Two, th- three things. If you're serious about it, then it's serious. And if you're joking about it, it's still serious. And that is ثَلَاثٌ جِدُّهُنَّ نَجِدْ وَهَزْلُهُنَّ نَجِدْ الطَّلَاقُ وَالنِّكَاحُ وَالرَّجَعَةُ وَالْعِتْقِ is one another, another ration. It's a talaq. If someone says to your, their wife, I divorce you as a joke, then she's divorced. وَالنِّكَاحُ marriage. Yani if a wali says to a, a brother, I've married my daughter off to you. As a joke, and there's witnesses, and he says, "Qabil to have accepted," then then that daughter is married off to him. Then there's, there's no joke in this, طيب. Well, well, raja, and also taking back your wife. If you divorce your wife and you can, yeah, you're in the time period, her idda period, you're allowed to take her back. Then she's taken back. Another narration, well, idqu, freeing a slave. If you have a slave and you say as a joke, you're freed. He's freed for real. Okay. So if the wording is sarih, if the wording is clear cut. We used, a person used the word talaq, he used the word talaq, or he used the word sarrahtu, or he used the word faraqtu, or he used the word even in English, in any other language, that alludes to nothing else other than divorce, then the woman is divorced by the mere intention of saying it, not the intention of divorcing. You understand the difference between saying it? What's the, what's the example of someone who did not uh, intend to say it? Yeah, someone's reading it. Like he's reading, I've divorced my wife, for example. He no, 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 no. Yani, that's not one. Yani, uh, we're talking about, he intended to say it to her, about her. Someone's reading, he's intended to read the book. He's not intended to. The saying is different. And it was someone that, he said, he said to his wife, you're divorced, but he didn't intend to say it. So, um, does that mean like you only have two terms now? No, no, I'm asking the question. No, I'm asking the question. He said the wrong word. Hi, Abdullah. He meant to say there's something. I don't know, but he said the wrong word. Yeah, he meant to say, he was trying to say something else. He said, you're something, and he said, you're divorced. I mean, something else. You understand? So it's accidental. That's number one. Or he's sleeping. He's sleep-talking. Or he was forced. He was forced to say it. Then it doesn't count in that situation as well. You understand? So that's the situation of someone who says something, a word which is clear in talaq. There's no other possibility for it to mean anything else. That's sarih. That's the ruling on sarih. So sarih al-talaq only needs the clear cut talaq. What do you mean by clear cut? Nah. There's no other possible meaning of the word that you used. That's sarih al-talaq. What's the condition of it happening? Intention to say the word. That's it. If you intended to say it, then that's it. Whether you intended to be joking or not. You understand? Is that clear, guys? Yes. So if someone says to his wife as a joke, you're divorced, you know, I'm divorcing you. Is that is that serious? Or is, he, is she divorced or not? Yes. She's divorced there, huh? Yes. Now, what's the question, the brother Luqman? Oh, hmm. no. oh no, you're not. Oh no, sorry. Huh? Yeah. I'm divorcing you. Does that count as her being divorced? Yeah. yeah. I'm divorcing you. What about I'm kind of divorcing? 
That's the, that might be different, so. that's different. Yeah. You know you said uh, the wife could divorce her husband without any, like, uh, without her doing anything wrong, right? So she can, I guess, she's her parents or whatever. Does that work both ways? Yeah, but the difference is that the wife, she, so the, so the question was, the, we said that the wife can divorce or can leave the husband mm-hmm. because he doesn't like, she doesn't like his appearance or because of the way he is. Or character. Or character. Does that work for the husband? There's a difference. The husband can do it whether he likes or not. Yani the divorce is in the hands of the, of the husband. The woman does not, contr- does not own a divorce. As for the woman, she can do khul'a. And khul'a is different to divorce, to talaq. Khul'a, what she can do is, she can pay the money back and, and leave. Understand? As for the husband, he can leave with, without any valid reason. Without anything wrong. But it's something that is not necessarily good. No. Uh, yeah. Can you like give like a, a practical like scenario where the khula will happen? Like for example, what, what does the woman do? Does she go to like she goes to have the parents? No, the, in, in terms when the khula happens, then the khula must only only takes place. Khula is only allowed to take place by the judge of the judge. The judge has to judge it. You go to the imam of the masjid, for example, and you go to the or in a Muslim land, you go to the judge, and he is the one who enforces the khula. So what if, what if let's say I don't know they don't they don't agree on it. Judge or something. Let's say, let's say it happens in this country, and uh, the woman brings uh, a sheikh, but the husband doesn't accept the sheikh. Yeah, it's problematic. That's what I'm saying. These countries are problematic. Yeah, and if, if a woman brings a sheikh, brings a judge, and the and the man doesn't accept the judge because, yeah, and this, this what I'm saying. This, the countries are problematic, but generally we are binded by the Sharia. And if so, if a judge is acceptable, yeah, خلقاً ومروءةً علماً. And the people, people of knowledge in that place, in London, for example, they know him to be the one who you go back to, then it's binding upon him. He has to accept it. And so, like, in general, it is problematic. Um, um, if speech can be seen as the, as the word, does it take the same? Why is indirect? That's what we're about to take, inshallah, next. Yes, the yeah, qadi is a condition for the khula. Yani if no if if the if the if the woman gives money to the husband and then he uses the word khala'tuki, then it's allowed as well. It's done. It's not, not yani it's a condition when they disagree. Just for clarification, does the judge tell the husband to say my wife? Yeah. What if he doesn't say it? Then it, then he looks into it. He looks into it. If the judge sees that it is fit that the husband to be divorced, then the judge can separate between them. No, sometimes. But I can not really. In that case, if he doesn't say it, then he doesn't accept it. He didn't accept the khula. He didn't accept the money. He doesn't have to accept it. When does, you know, the Abid, the ayah, the Baqa, when you give them the money to give them the money is when someone wants to divorce their wife. They want to divorce their wife because she done something. But he doesn't. he wants his mahar back. So instead of divorcing her, because if you divorce your wife, if you do talaq, then you're not divorced. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, inshallah. So the, so the, yeah, so the, I'm trying, can you say the question of the brothers? Sometimes I try to do that. Tayyip, um, what did I say? وَلَا تُمْسِكُهُنَّ ضِرَارًا لِتَعْتَدُوا You're asking what I, what is, what's that talking about? وَلَا تُمْسِكُهُنَّ ضِرَارًا لِتَعْتَدُوا is when a person, a man, he wants to divorce his wife. But he wants his mahar back. So he wants her to go and seek khul'a. Because he does, so what does he do? He harms her. 
is bad to her until she goes to the court and seeks a khula. So he gets his money back. And that's why Allah says, Whoever does that, then he's oppressed himself. Yeah. Don't take the ayat of Allah as a joke. And that's a serious claim against, or a serious threat against a person who does that. Then he says, فَالصَّرِيحُ ثَلَاثَةٌ نعم, we're taking the clear-cut talaq, right? Then he says, وَالْكِنَايَةُ The second type of talaq is talaq al-kinaya. Kinaya is كُلُّ لَفْظٍ احْتَمَلَ الطَّلَاقَ وَغَيْرَهُ وَيَفْتَقِرُ إِلَى النِّيَةِ Al-kinaya is any wording that you use to divorce your wife that has more, multiple possible meanings, like the brother said, the brother asked. Ha, remember, this is what we're talking about. You say, you say something like, for example, go back to your house. Oh, ilhaqi bi ahlik, as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us about. Ilhaqi bi ahlik, go back to your family. This wording, go back to your family, has a possible meaning amongst the people. They know that it could mean divorce, and it could mean something else. Or you say we're separated, for example. We've separated. Separated could mean multiple things, right? It could mean we're separated in terms of we're going to a different house, or when we're separated in terms of distance, or it could mean divorce. So in this situation, then, then it needs an intention. If he intended for it to be a divorce, then it is a divorce. And if he intended it not to be a divorce, then it's not a divorce. The, the, the opposite of the other one, right? The other one, if, if someone, if he clearly said that you're divorced, then that woman is divorced, whether he intended something or, or a joke or not. This one, if he intended a joke, for example, then it's not considered to be a talaq. Or if he, he didn't intend that, that, that meaning of divorce, he rather he intend, attended an, uh, intended another meaning, then it's not considered to be divorce. Wallahu a'lam. Yeah, you have to ask him what. Yeah, would you have to ask him what intention? Yeah, you have to ask him what intention was behind that. Then he says, والنساء ضربان ضرب في فيه في طلاقهن سنة وبدعة وهن ذوات الحيض. نعم. So now there are two types of two types of two types of divorce. That's what the author brings. But in reality, there's three. But and there's two types of طلاق. There's طلاق سنة وطلاق بدعة. What we mean by talaq bid sunnah is a talaq that is allowed. And a talaq which is bid'ah is a talaq which is not allowed. A divorce that is not allowed. Okay? And the talaq that is sunnah or bid'ah, whether it's sunnah or bid'ah, according to the majority, in the vast majority of the scholars, and some of the scholars they even say it is ijma' that the, 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 both divorces they occur. Yani whether you do it or not in a halal or haram way, they both occur. The only difference is, is it sinning or not? Are you sinning or not? طيب. So he says, في طلاقهن سنة وبدعة وهن ذوات الحيض. So the women, there are two types. And in reality, there are three types. There's a woman who has... فالسنة أن يوقع الطلاق... نعم. نعم. So a woman who has the, the period, then... She has is possibly she can have talaq sunnah or bid'ah. Okay? A woman that has her period. She has her period. As opposed to a woman who does not have her period. Like who? An old woman, Aisa. She's, uh, she's past menopause. Or a child. Or a pregnant woman. Okay? These three, they do not have their period. And what comes under them as well, is a woman who you have not had to, you do you married and you haven't had intimacy with her you haven't consummate, consummated the marriage they also come under this they have no talaq sunnah or bid'ah whether you divorce them or not 
And when, however you divorce them, it's always allowed. As for a woman who has a period, then there could be for her talaq sunnah or bid'ah. Let's look at this. Let me, that's very confusing. Like in, let me just tell you what talaq sunnah is and talaq bid'ah is. So the talaq that is allowed is an yuqa talaqa fi tuhrin fi tuhrin ghayri mujama'in fihi. Is for a man to divorce his wife. Number one, during her, this is sunnah, this is how to divorce. That you divorce your wife in a time of non-period. She's not on her period. She's on purity. She's pure. She's clean. She's not on her menstrual cycle. Number two, لم يجامعها فيه That you didn't have sexual intercourse in that, in that purity period. يعني, she finished her period. Ever since she's finished her period, you haven't touched her. Okay? You understand that? Yeah. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, she's had a period, a most recent period, and you haven't touched her since then. Okay? She's on, and she's on her, and she's pure. She's not on her period, but uh, since this time, you've never touched her since her last period. Then to divorce this woman, it is, the, the, to divorce her then is the sunnah. And the scholars, some scholars, they add another, another thing which also makes a sunnah, is to divorce her only once, and not three times. Because divorcing her three times, you're finishing all your divorces in one. So to divorce, if a person now divorces a woman like that, the scholars, they said, مَنْ طَلَّقَ طَلَاقَ السُنَّةِ لَنْ يَنْدَمَ أَبَدًا Whoever divorces in a talaq sunnah, in this way, then he will never regret. Why? Because the reason for, the, for, the, the, for the being, it's being haram for you to divorce her, whilst she's in her period, is because that she, number one, it could harm her. It could harm her. In terms of her, um, her, her idda will become longer. Because now we have to wait for that period to finish, and then three on top. As, whereas if you divorced her before that, and after that period, while she was pure, then you only have to wait for three. And that one wouldn't count. You understand? So this one now we're counting four because you divorced her during her period. And in the hadith narrated by Abdul, from Abdullah ibn Umar anhuma, that, he divorced her, that he divorced his wife while she was on her period. And so the Prophet wasallam said to Umar ibn Khattab, Murha fal yuraji'ha. Tell your son, tell Abdullah to take her back. Thumma, then let her finish her period. Then let her become pure. Then let her finish her period. Then, insha'a, then you can divorce her or not. Okay? So because it harms her. Number two, another reason is that she possibly could have, a, 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 um, if you divorce her, um, in a, in a, if, you, if you divorce her when she, you've never touched her, then, no, if you divorce her, if you did touch her, then she could be pregnant. Right? If you touched her, because she finished her period. If she has a period, then she can't be pregnant. Then now you know she's not pregnant, then you can divorce her. But if she was pregnant, and then you, if, she, if you divorced her after you touched her, intimate, you had intimacy with her, then she could be pregnant and you didn't know and you divorced her. And that's going to cause you to regret. Because maybe now you have a child on the way and that will be a reason for you to stay together. Right? So that's why they say that talaq sunnah if someone divorces talaq sunnah you're not going to regret. Because there's no ways of regretting in that situation. Also because whilst a woman's on her period, she's different in terms of the way she acts. Her hormones are different, right? So someone may divorce her during her period while she's in that, in that uh, emotional state. And then after that he will regret because that's not the way she is all the time. She's only the way in, in, in her period sometimes, right? So because of that he, might, he may uh, regret. So to divorce talaq sunnah is for you to divorce a woman in her purity. In a purity that you didn't 
touch her in intimacy. You don't have intimacy in, and to only do it once. To not do it three times. So you, you say you say talaqtuki and you only say it once. You don't say talaqtuki, 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 or you don't say talaqtuki talathan or anything like that. Is it haram to do it three times? Is that the opinion of some scholars? Just look down at it. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not, it's not necessarily haram, like it's not good. And divorce a woman three times, is it allowed or is it not? Allah alam, some scholars they say it is not good. And it's not necessarily haram, but it's disliked. No. Because it's, it's no reason. There's no reason to divorce three times. There's no. If you divorce three times, then you have no more divorces left. So what's the reason why? The reason why is it's not is this like to divorce three times because there's no reason for that. And if you divorce her three times, then you have no more divorces left. So she's gone from you now. So you have no. You're taking away your raja, your, 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 your that right which possibly you could have been still been married in the Sharia. Once the husband and wife to stay together, right, as much as possible. So if now you've given that right away, that's problematic. No, is there opinion that if you, you say you divorce a woman three times, is there an opinion that you only counts as one? Then yes, that's the opinion of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala. That he says if you divorce a woman, you say it three times, talaqtuki, 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 three times, then it's still considered to be only one. And they have the evidences for that. Um, as opposed to the majority of the scholars, four imams, they all oppose that. So what did I say? Remember, guys, did I say that talaq bid'ah and sunnah does it have an effect on the does the divorce count or not? Yes. It counts, right? It counts because according to the majority of the scholars, as opposed to Sheikh Al Taymiyyah, he says that it doesn't count. No, no, Sheikh Al Taymiyyah says it doesn't count. Like in the majority, they say it counts. Wallahu alam. Some of the scholars even claim the ijma that it does count. It does count on that. طيب والبدعة the talaq which is bid'ah is والبدعة أن يوقع الطلاق في الحيض أو في طهر جامعها فيه the bid'ah is for you to divorce a woman في الحيض in her, during her period أو في طهر جامعها فيه or during a, a purity that you have you've had intimacy you've touched her in that period again the reason why is because you're not allowed to divorce during her period because it harms her because it prolongs her idda, and also number two, you're not allowed to divorce her whilst in a, in, a, in, a, in a purity, whilst you've had intercourse with her because she may be pregnant. Okay. As for al-hamil, if now you've touched her during her, her purity, and then she becomes pregnant, when can you divorce her? Then you're only allowed to divorce her when she, when you see the pregnancy clearly, yeah, and you know that she's pregnant, 100% sure she's pregnant. Then a man is allowed to divorce her after that. In that situation, and the, re- and the reason why is because now he knows that he's pregnant, and there's no, he still doesn't want to stay her, stay with her. Then they're allowed to divorce in that situation. No, the question. How does it extend the four months after? Because when, if she's on her menses now, when you when you divorced her. You, normally when you divorce someone, how, so the question was how, how does, if you divorce her d- during her period, how does the idda period extend to four months, extend longer? Because now, if you divorce her during that period, then she uh, has to go through three periods, right? So that period doesn't count. The one you divorced her in does not count. So therefore you're going to have to wait, she's going to have to wait for that period to finish. Then she's going to have to wait for her next period to come. That's one month. 
then she's going to have to wait for three other periods. And generally for the three periods, and they mean whole periods, right? Whole periods. So that's, how, that's what they say. Thalathatu quru' in Surah Al-Baqarah. Then he says, arba'un. And then he says, وَضَرْبٌ uh, Now there are some women that there is no talaq sunnah or bid'ah with regards to them. So وَضَرْبٌ لَيْسَ فِي طَلَاقِهِنَّ سُنَّةٌ وَلَا بِدْعَةٌ Yeah, and you can divorce them anytime, generally, or you can have a divorce between them anytime, uh, because they have no periods. So therefore, there is no sunnah and bid'ah uh, in, her, in her situation. وَهُنَّ أَرْبَعَةٌ هُنَّ أَرْبَعُونَ Therefore, so Sagira, a woman, a girl who is below the age of puberty, and she hasn't had her period for, she can be divorced before that, um, at any time. Walayisa, the one on her menopause, and the woman, the old woman, who's finished her period, she doesn't have a period anymore. Walhamil, the woman who's pregnant. Idistaban al-hamil, though the condition is that her uh, pregnancy becomes clear. Walmuhtaliatu leti lam yadhul bihazoj. Generally, what it means here is just laleti lam yadhul bihazoj. The woman who you haven't touched anyway in the first place. So you married her and you've never touched her at any time. You've never touched her at any time. You've never had intimacy with her. Okay? Then in that case, she has no sunnah or bid'ah because divorcing her, there is no possibility of her being pregnant anyway. Right? And there's no idda for her anyway. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاللَّهِ يَئِسْنَ مِنَ الْمَحِيضِ مِنْ نِسَائِكُمْ إِنْ اَرْتَبْتُمْ فَعِدَّتُهُنَّ ثَلَاثَةُ أَشْهُرُ that's that's for the young girl. So the one who's on her, uh, her menopause, she has no period. And also the one who has no period, then because of her young age, then her idda is only three months. We don't consider periods because she has no periods. It's three months. And also, التي لم يدخل بها ويا الذين آمنوا إذا طلقتم النساء ثم طلقتهم من قبل أن تمسوهن فما لكم عليهن من عدة تعتدونها. And in Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah says, if you, if you marry a woman and then you divorce her before you touch her, then she has no idda. She's divorced. She has no idda تعتدونها. طيب. Um, and the hamil and the and the and the one who's pregnant, what ayah talks about the pregnant one? Memorize the Quran, guys. What's the ayah talks about the Quran? It says, وَأُولَاتُ الْأَحْمَالِ أَجَلُهُنَّ أَنْ يَضَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَّ That the woman who's on her period, I mean the woman who's pregnant, then her idda is for her to just give birth. So therefore these four categories have no idda or have no sunnah or bid'ah. They can be divorced at any time. An immature? It's not a condition. Yeah, and it's not a condition for someone to be, for them to be married, for them to be before the age of puberty. The Prophet ﷺ married Aisha before the age of puberty, right? So it's not a condition. Yeah, and if she's physically is for consummation. Yeah, and if she, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be physically ready. No, there's no, no one. There's no condition for that. Yeah, and yeah, as long as she's not going to be damaged from consummating the marriage, then then she, no, she can be married still, but you're just not allowed to consummate the marriage because it will damage her. Okay, but before after that, then it's allowed. So it's allowed now. No, no, you're not allowed to consummate the marriage until she's able to. Physically, and she might be harmed. 
when the, 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 the mi'yar here, some of the scholars they do mention that puberty is the age where you're allowed to consummate the marriage. Like Allah Alam is not. It is when she's able to. Yani physically, she's not going to be harmed by it. Okay? She's not going to be harmed by consummating the marriage. Yeah. How would you know if she's a doctor? People know. Something that's known. Tayyip. Wa yamliku. Divorcing ahad. No, you are allowed to divorce a woman while she's pregnant after you see her pregnancy. As long as you know she's pregnant, then she's allowed to be divorced. But if you don't know. If, you, if you've now touched her, yeah. then it's now with talaq bid'ah. Right? It's not allowed. No, it's not jayas. It's not allowed to divorce her whilst, she's, whilst you touched her physically, intimate, intimately, in a, in a, a period of time. Until you see that she's pregnant. So if you divorce her before you see it, the, the, the divorce still... Yeah, if you divorce her before you see it, then according to the majority of the scholars, it still counts. If before you see the pregnancy. Yeah. According to the majority of the scholars, it still counts. Because talaq bid'ah though, yes. so it's sinning, you're not allowed. And you have to take her back. And then you can divorce her after, when you see that she's pregnant. But it does count according to the majority of the scholars. Ibn Taymiyyah says that it doesn't count. Like in the majority of the scholars, they say it does count. And you're not allowed to divorce her, but if you do divorce her, you're sinning until she, you see that she's pregnant. When you see that she's pregnant, then you have a choice to divorce her or not. And then if you divorce her, then her idda finishes when she gives birth. Then he says, That the free person, a person who's free, as opposite, opposite to a slave, he has three divorces. That the, the slave has two divorces. What do we mean by that? The man, he has, he owns three divorces. And the divorce is in the hand of the man in the Sharia and Islam. Divorce is not in the hand of the women. The women, they are not allowed to say, Talaqtuka, you am divorcing you, and then the man becomes divorced. No. The divorce in the Sharia is only in the hands of the man. As for the women, they have other ways of separation that we're going to learn, right? We learned khul' already, and now we're on talaq, then we're going to learn, inshaAllah ta'ala, other ways of separation. As for the talaq itself, the wording of talaq to divorce, then it's only the position of the possession of the man. And the man has three. That's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, at-talaq marratan. That your talaq, you have two. You can divorce twice. Then after that, فَإِمْسَاكُمْ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ تَسْرِيحٌ بِإِحْسَانٍ Then you can keep her. After two, you can keep her now, or you're going to have to leave her. And you're going to have to divorce her a third time, and that's it. You have no other choices. You have no other. Um, you're not allowed to divorce her. I mean, you have no other. Uh, you, you own no more divorces after that. That's because of the hadith narrated by Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu. He said, "Ja'a rajulun ila nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam." A man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, "Inni asma'u Allah yaqul." I hear that Allah subhanahu wa taala. He says, "At-talaq marratan." That talaq is twice. Fa'ina al-thalitha. Where's the third one? فقال عليه الصلاة والسلام The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said فإمساكم بمعروف أو تسريح بإحسان Either you keep her or you leave her in a good way بإحسان يعني in a good way Right? So that shows that a person um, is or a man only owns three divorces When he divorces her in the third time then Allah عز وجل mentions in the Quran in the ayah فإن طلقها فلا تحل له من بعد حتى تنكح زوجا غيره that now if a man divorces the third time, so this ayah when in Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah says, فَإِن طَلَّقَهَا فَلَا تَحِلُّ لَهُ If he divorces now a third time, then she is haram upon him now. So the first time you divorce her, you can take her back. Within the idda period, three periods, three months, three periods. Yani. And number two is, the second divorce, 
you divorce a second time, you can still take her back within her idda, depending on her idda. If she's three, three months or three periods or whatever her idda is. As for the third time now, if he now says that she's divorced the third time, then Allah says, فَلَا تَحِلُّ لَهُ Then she is now no longer halal for him. She's haram for him. حَتَّى تَنْكِحَ زَوْجًا غَيْرَهُ Until she gets married to another, another man. So the condition here to take her back in this situation after three divorces is that, number one, she must finish her idda. She finishes her idda. Number two, that she marries another man. Out of choice. Hmm? She marries out of choice, not out of a tahleel, with the intention of so a man a man went to another man say marry this woman and then divorce her so I can marry her again. That's nikah al tahleel. It's not Allah, it's haram, it's a major sin. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahu al muhallila wal muhallalah. That Allah has cursed the one who does tahleel. The both of them, the man who asks and the one who, the man who marries the other woman just to divorce her as well, both of them are cursed. And it doesn't even count as well. Now, uh, and then after that, the third condition is that they consummate that marriage. They consummate that marriage. Yeah, they have intimacy in that marriage. And then the third one is that she is divorced by him. And then she finishes her idda, five, huh? then she can marry that, that man again who divorced her three times. Is that clear? So other than that, then the man owns three talaq only. As for the slave, then he has? He has two, because generally we said in the rulings that the slave is half the ruling of the free person. Does she have to be divorced? Could, could it be, could she give a khul to the second marriage? No, it has to be, it can be, it can be khul as well. It can be khul. Separation. Say for example, um, he, someone marries her and then he marries her again. Does he have three talaqs or is it? Then he has three again. Then it comes again, three again. Oh. Yeah. So he says, الاستثناء, uh, This mas'ala is, uh, is talking about الاستثناء في الطلاق. الاستثناء في الطلاق is to make a, an exception when you divorce. If a man divorces and he makes an exception in the word that he uses. So he says, for example, Allah. You're divorced, inshaAllah. Does that count or not? We say that if he says, you're divorced, inshallah, and his intention for inshallah was, say that I'm going to divorce, I'm not, I'm not, you're not divorced right now. You're not divorced, but I'm going to divorce you inshallah, then it's not considered to be a talaq. But if his intention was just to say inshallah, because some people they say, inshallah, a lot of, they just say inshallah for barakah, for the, for the word inshallah, mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in that case, she is, she is divorced. And that istithna, that word inshallah has no benefit. Okay? And the second type of istithna is, in terms of numbers of talaq. So let's say, according to the opinion here, that you want to divorce your wife three times. A man wants to divorce your wife three times. So he says, you're divorced three times. And then he makes an exception, he says, except one. What does that mean in that situation? Then she's divorced twice, because it's acceptable. But the condition for this is that he does that with the intention from the beginning. And he does it with the intention at the beginning. Before he starts, he says, inshallah, he knows, he knows what he's about to say. And number two is that he does not say except one. There is no يعني, uh, wording. Uh, there's no uh, gap between the two. Between the divorce and the accept, the exception, the istithna. There's no gap between them. يعني, you say, you're divorced three times. Then he thinks, actually except for two. You understand? 
There's no a gap, that gap. If he has that gap, then خلاص, that, 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 that except for two doesn't count. That استثناء doesn't count. As for the, if it's the gap, if it's a small gap, يعني, he sneezes, you're divorced. Two, except for two. Then that's allowed. Or تنفس, as they mentioned, they mentioned for breathes. You're divorced. Except for two. Uh, okay? For a reason though. He has, a, he has a reason to stop. Then in that case, it's allowed. That's مسألة الاستثناء في الطلاق. And the, the scholars, they mention it. And it's something that a lot of people, inshallah, won't use. Like in, it is mentioned that the judges, they have it, they use it. And you'll be shocked about the cases that come to the judges. طيب. وَيَصِحُّ تَعْلِيقُهُ بِالصِّفَةِ وَالشَّرْطِ The next thing is that to um, condition your divorce. So you say, you're divorced if you leave the house. That's allowed. شرط. So if there's a condition. Or a sifa or a description. So he puts a condition or a description. Based on that description, then he's gonna, she's going to be divorced. For example, you're going to be you're divorced if you have a tattoo in your hand. He opens it and he looks and he finds a tattoo in her hand. And you're divorced. Sorry. Or, and that, and that, and that, and that, that talaq counts. Or if he says, and that's the sifa and the, and the shart, the condition, for example, if you leave the house, you're divorced. And then if she leaves the house, then she's divorced. Is that clear? Hmm. Then she's divorced. He, and he shouldn't have done that. The talaq is not, it's not a joking matter. Mm. How long would that, would that yeah, and you saw the question was that if she leaves, if he says that, that if, you, if you're divorced, if you leave the house, then you're divorced. And then she leaves because of a need, then she's divorced. Because he shouldn't have said that. طيب, how long is that? If he says now, if he says, if you, if you leave the house, you're divorced, how long does that period count? Then as long as he intended, the intention that he leaves, he intended. For example, she was about to go out to a wedding, haram wedding, free mixing. And he says, if you leave the house, you're divorced. What does he mean by that? If you go to that, if you leave the house for that wedding, then after that, it doesn't count anymore. Like if you, if you say that, then it's according to his intention. You understand? So he says, الطلاق قبل النكاح. The next masala is that the talaq does not occur before nikah. Before marriage, you can't divorce a woman. You're not married to. And if you say to a woman, you're divorced. And then, and then after a while, he marries that same woman. Do we say that this guy has two talaq or three? He still has this three, and it doesn't count. And that message is important, right? And before, and Allah, it's true. I was thinking about it before, a long time ago, before I studied this. Like, what happens if someone divorces before? And then, and it's important, because it can, it can come up. You never know, right? طيب, this is وَأَرْبَعَةٌ لَا يَقَعُوا طَلَاقُهُمْ Four people, their divorce does not count. If they say it, it doesn't count. Number one is sabi, a young boy. So if a boy gets married, young boy, so a boy can get married, right? A young boy is the age of, before the age of puberty. He gets married before the age of puberty, at the age of 10, or 9, or 8, or 7. He gets married at that age, at that age. Then his divorce doesn't count. Because, and also the majnoon, the insane one. The one who doesn't know what's happening. He's married, but he's insane. So in that case, he, he doesn't know what he's saying. So therefore his divorce doesn't count. One na'im, the one who's sleeping. If you're sleeping, then your divorce doesn't, your divorce doesn't count. Because you don't know what you're saying. What's the evidence for that? The same hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. al-qalam an thalath. That the pen has been lifted from three groups of people. Meaning they are not accountable for their deeds. The three groups of people. Number one, al-na'imu, the young person until they reach the age of puberty. And the one who's sleeping until they wake up. والمجنون حتى يفيق and the one who's insane until they until they become sane and the last one is والمكره the one who is forced and the one who is forced their divorce does not, does not count of course because when it comes to iman our iman if we say something of kufr and we were forced to say kufr do we become a kafir? no you don't 
So therefore, talaq, min bab awla, has more right to that, like Allah says in the Quran. إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ The one who is forced and his heart is content with iman, then his, his, his iman has no effect if he says something of kufr because he was forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if a person uh, marries a, a woman with the intention of divorcing, yani if he if he means by that that he has a time period, he knows that he wants to divorce her, he knows that he wants to divorce her, so he's marrying her with the knowledge that he's going to divorce her, then uh, a lot of scholars they say this nikah is not invalid. This nikah is invalid. Like Shaykh ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala and the reason, the evidence for that he brings is that he says that nikah yuradu dawam that it's intended for the nikah to be permanent therefore if someone he has that intention then it is ashbahu bil mut'ah it comes close to the word the mut'ah okay so therefore it's not allowed according to those scholars wallahu a'lam that seems to be strong uh, if a woman's period is irregular is her iddah still three months after she finishes her third period her, theory, her period, the, the period again the idda is not three months all the time. Yeah, the woman who has her regular periods, a woman who has her periods, then her, div- her, her idda is after three periods, whether it's three months or less than three months, as long as the period is within 15 days of each other. Yeah, and there's a 15 day gap between each period. Because we know, we learned in Kitab al-Tahara, remember? In Tahara we said that the minimal time between each period is, there has to be a 15 day gap between each period. If blood comes before 15 days from the last period, that's not considered to be hayd. It's not considered to be menstrual cycle, menstrual blood. It's rather it's considered to be istihad or dam fasad, non non, not not period blood. So therefore, if her idda is three periods, whether it is two weeks, uh, 50, as long as it's fifteen days apart or more. Now, when the divorce, when the husband divorces the wife once, does she become a non mahram straight away? Can the ex-husband stay in the same house? Now, if a, if, a, if, a, if a man divorces her, if a man divorces his wife, then during that period, he has a three, he has a three periods, he has a period of idda, right? During the idda, as long as the divorce is the first or second divorce. If it's the third divorce, then he, she is no longer his wife. But if it is the first divorce or the second divorce, then she is still his wife. That's what Allah says in the Quran. وَبُعُولَتُهُنَّ أَطَّلَاقُ مَرَّتَانِ فَإِمْسَاكٌ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ تَسْلِيحٌ بِإِحْسَانٍ وَلَا يَحِلُّ لَكُمْ أَن تَأْخُذُوا مِمَّا أَتَيْتُمُهُنَّ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَن يَخَافَ أَن يُقِيمَ إِلَّا أَن يَخَافَ أَن يُقِيمَ الآية الله says وَبُعُولَتُهُنَّ أَحَقُ بِرَدِّهِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ إِنْ أَرَادُوا إِصْلَاحًا is he still her husband? Yeah. So therefore, he still has to keep her in the house. Allah says, لا تخرجوهن من بيوتهن ولا يخرجن إلا يأتينا بفاحشة مبينة. That she is not allowed to leave the house, to live somewhere else during this time period. And she should not be removed unless she committed zina. If she committed zina and she was divorced for committing zina, then you can take, kick her out of your house. Like and if she um, was divorced, then you have to keep her inside your house for the idda period and you have to give her nafaqah. And, and but if you have if you have intimacy with her during that time, then you've taken her back. Because why? Because the Sharia wants you to see if you can stay inside the house together, and maybe you're gonna that love will come back, and you'll like her again, and then you'll take her back. So she, one of the mistakes that people do today, especially today, a lot of people what they do is when the woman when the man divorces the wife, then she, she leaves the house straight away. That's a problem that goes against the Quran. That shouldn't be done. Um, in the situation of 
a sham marriage. For example, female married, female married only. The female married only married the male for his money, but did not want to actually marry him, accept him as a husband. Does the male have the right to ask for her, for the mahar back? No. If she married, if she married him, she got married to him, and because she because he was rich, then there's no problem with that. And in terms of the actual contract, in terms of the contract, yeah, the marriage is correct, and he has no right to take the mahar back. Wallahu a'lam. As long as he, as long as there was no يعني, other things that allow you to take mahar back. طيب. Then he says, الطلاق قبل النكاح. We took that and we've taken that as well. طيب. Then the author رحمه الله تعالى says, في أحكام الرجعة. Now taking a woman back after the divorce. What happens in that situation? فصل في أحكام الرجعة. الرجعة is something that is mentioned in the Quran in the Sunnah and by إجماع is something that's allowed. And that is for a man to take her to take his wife back during the period of her idda. For a man to take his wife back during the period of her idda. And Allah says about it in the Quran, that the husband has most right to take her, to take his wife back. And the Prophet said in the hadith of Umar, Ibn Umar, He commanded Ibn Umar to take his wife back. And Umar narrated, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طلق حفصة ثم رجعها. That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم divorced his wife حفصة and then took her back. As narrated by Nasa'i ibn Majah and Hakim in his mustadrak. So if a person takes a woman back, then it's allowed. So he says فصل في أحكام الرجعة وإذا طلق امرأته واحدة أو ثنتين فله مراجعتها ما لم تنقض عدتها فإن انقضت عدتها كان له نكاحها وتكون معه على ما بقي من العدد من عدد الطلاق. so that's simple إن شاء الله تعالى sentence here. وإذا طلق المرأة إذا طلق مرأته واحدة أو ثنتين. if you divorce your wife the first or second time, then the رجع رجع comes into play. what's رجع again? to take her back first and second time. As long as فَلَهُ مُرَاجَعَتُهَا As long as مَا لَمْ تَنْقَضِ عِدَّتُهَا As long as her idda doesn't finish. How does the idda finish? Three periods or three months for the one who don't have the period or the pregnancy. The pregnant woman give birth or No, pregnant give birth, we said that. Or pregnant give birth, we said that. Or if you divorce her without having touched her, then she has no she has no idda. طيب? Is she sinning? She's sinning. That's the rule of this. In terms of the marriage, the marriage is still. The question is, if a woman now leaves the house during the Eidah period. And the, the man's trying to make her stay in the house, but she's trying to leave. She leaves the house without, yani she forces herself to leave the house. Then uh, she's sinning, and the marriage, he, he, she is still his his wife. She's still his wife. And the no, the period still carries on. Then he says, the house, 
And on that first day she leaves, you've lost her marriage, yeah? Yeah, and if you marry a woman and then you give her mahar and everything, and then you say, if you leave the house, you're divorced, then she leaves the house, then she's divorced and she keeps her mahar. Yeah. So if, uh, I forgot, if you divorce her once and you don't take her back within the iddah, is, she, is, it, is it a complete divorce in your house? You can only marry her once you marry someone else? No, we're, we're going to speak about that now. So now it says, uh, So, iddah, if it doesn't finish, you can take her back, right? طيب, what if it does finish? If her divorce, if her iddah does finish, كان له نكاحها, then you can marry her. You can marry her back, as long as the first or second. If you divorce her only once, and then her iddah finishes, then when her iddah finishes, she's no longer related to you. She's ajnabiya. She's no longer related to you. And if you want to marry her again, you marry her with a new contract. Straight, Straight after. As, soon, as, as long as, as soon as her iddah finishes, you can marry her again. Lahu nikahuha. وَتَكُونُ مَعَهُ عَلَى مَا بَقِيَ مِنْ عَدَدٍ الطَّلَاقِ But when you marry her again, then you have the amount of divorces that you have left. So you, you had three divorces. You divorced her. She finished her iddah. When she finished the iddah, she was no longer related to you. You married her again with a new contract. You have two Divorces left with her. Is that clear? Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, so uh, during the Iddah period, if they have intimacy, is that enough for it to be a raja? We say yes, wallahu alam. Scholars of hadith, a lot of them they mention yes. If they have intimacy, then that is automatically a returning of raja. That is return, she's returned to him. Someone question? No, no. no. Does this book here and this uh, the Shafi opinion say it has to be uh, verbal or intimate. Some scholars they mention it has to be verbal. Allah Alam, we'll revise that inshallah. We'll check that inshallah. Now, if a woman is divorced three times, then you're not allowed to take your that if you divorced her three times now, three times, then she is no longer your wife and you cannot marry her again unless there are five things that are present. Remember, we mentioned the five things, right? What did we say? It says, That she finishes her idda. After the third divorce, her idda finishes. بغيره, and she, get, she gets married to someone else. بها, and that someone else enters into her. يعني, they, she consummates the marriage. عدتها, and then she finishes her idda. وبينونة, then she leaves him. يعني, the idda, he divorced her. He divorces her and she finishes her idda with him. Then in that case you can marry her back after that. After that's after the third one. Uh, does she have to have intimacy with the new Yes, she has to have intimacy with the new husband, yes. She has to. So she, she didn't and then she like, what was the divorce between she left and then came and So if the, if she, so if she now she got she was divorced three times, married a new man and they didn't consummate the marriage. And then she gets divorces divorced before consummating the marriage. Then no, it doesn't. Then she can't marry that first man again. Because it has to be with a, with consummate, consummation of the marriage. Hatta they mention a lot of things. They mention the consummation of the marriage has to be uh, يعني, properly. It has to be even, they even say that the man um, has to have an um, intishar. He has to have an erection as well. It can't be just a normal, a normal uh, يعني, not normal, sorry, an abnormal <laughs> intimacy. Naam. So it has to be properly, yani, as they mentioned. So I was going to ask, um, where does the condition of actually having intimacy come from? Because I know obviously no. uh, the, the hadith, the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا حتى تذوقي عسيلته ويذوق عسيلتك. 
that the woman, she came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when she was divorced three times and she was married to another man. And so he, she, uh, she said that to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, oh, the hadith is here actually. Um, the wife of Rifa'a came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam فقالت, She said, Inni kuntu inda I, was, I was married to Rifa'a And so he divorced me and he divorced me three times I married after him Abdullah Abdurrahman ibn Zabir and Abdurrahman ibn Zabir, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't have, he doesn't have the uh, instrument to, pl- to, to, to fulfill my, my sexual desires. طيب. إنما معه مثل هدبة الثوب. فقال عبد الرحمن. So عبد الرحمن he said كذب كذب كذبت يا رسول الله. She's lying, O Messenger of Allah. والله. إني. نعم. So he says she's lying, and then he mentioned what he does. So the Prophet وسلم, he, he laughed he said You want to go back to Rifa'a? لا. No, you can't go back to Rifa'a Until you taste his honey and she, he tastes your honey يعني, كناية, In a way of sexual intercourse That's why this way he intended by it And last time I mentioned this hadith I mentioned in the wrong context I, mean, I was confused with this hadith and أتردين إليه حديقته the hadith of خلع which is different. طيب um, so the point is but that, obviously the, the, the point was, was was the same point. نعم so the intercourse has to be there. نعم yeah. is انقضاء عدتها after the third divorce he must uh, her her عدة must finish. Number two is وَتَزْوِيجُهَا بِغَيْرِهِ And then he, she gets married to someone else. وَدُخُولُهُ بِهَا And that someone else and that someone else consummates the marriage with her. إصابتها وانقضاء عدتها لا, it's a mistake. وانقضاء عدتها يعني وإصابتها actually it wouldn't be a mistake actually. يعني إصابتها is not I don't have that. إصابتها يعني he enters into إصابتها يعني أصابة أصاب يعني hit the goal. طيب وانقضاء عدتها and then her عدة finishes وبينونتها منها and then she she's divorced by him. She's divorced by him and and her عدة finishes with him. نعم yeah quickly last question. From what I understand you're not allowed to make a direct proposal. If you're not the person you made, so if I divorce my wife and we're in the end of period, another man is not allowed to make a proposal whilst she's in the end of period. Mm-hmm. So with, with, if she marries someone else and I've really given a fit along, I still have to wait until the end to even make a proposal. Right? Yeah. So yeah, and the question is that now if the man if you if a man divorces her divorces his wife three times, then he has to wait th- the, for the does he have to wait for her in the period to finish to now Propose to her? No. Yes. He has to wait. Because he's Ajnabi. He's not related to her anymore. Because it's the third divorce. As for the second and third divorce, then no, it just takes her back. طيب. That is... Naam, we'll take one more masala, one more way of, 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 of um, separation, and that is ila. Al-ila. Faslun fil ila. Wal ila'u. Al-ila' 
it comes from the word al-halif, from taking an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-ila is to take an oath by Allah azza wa jal. In the, in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when a man, he was a worshipper, he would walk past another man, and he would see this other man constantly sinning. And he would say to the other, the other man, fear Allah, fear Allah, every single day. Until one day he said to that man, Wallahi la yaghfir Allahu lak. I swear by Allah, Allah is not going to forgive you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Who is taking a, an oath? Same word, ila. Taking an oath that I'm not going to forgive so-and-so. He said that I've forgiven that person and I've made your, 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 your deeds null and void. So the word ila in the Arabic language generally is to take an oath. And what we mean by the, in the Sharia, al-ila, it is to take an oath to not touch your wife sexually for four months and ten days. To take an oath or more. Yani for a person to say, Wallahi, I'm not going to touch you for four months and ten days. And then he is muli, he's considered to be a person who has done ila. And the ila is mentioned in the Quran, in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As for in the Quran, then Allah says in the Quran, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ إِلَى مِن نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبَّصُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرٍ And so in this ayah it mentions the, the ruling of ila as well. So it says, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ تَرَبَّصُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرٍ The first thing is that إِذَا حَلَفَ أَلَّا يَطَعَ زَوْجَتَهُ مُطْلَقًا If he now promises that he's not going to have intercourse with his wife. He says, I'm not going to touch you. Generally, he says it like that. Or he says, Wallahi, I'm not going to touch you for more than four months or ten days. Let's say he says one year or five months or six months or ten years. He says that and he promises. Now he has, he has taken the ruling of Muli. He comes under this ayah. So what do we do with this guy? What do we do with this person who's refused his wife of her right? He's refused his, his wife of what? Of her right. What happens is that we wait for him. We wait for him for four months. If he now... Did I mention four months and ten days or four months? Four months. Four months, sorry. Four months. Not ten days. Four months. Four months and ten days is the idda of the one who dies. Four months. Now, if this person... If now If she now comes to the judge, she comes to a judge and says that my husband has done ila of me. He has promised that he is not going to touch me for this amount of time. What does the judge do? The judge says, okay, wait for him four months. Let's see what happens. If within those four months he doesn't touch her, after four months, what do we do? ثُمَّ يُخَيَّرُ بَيْنَ التَّكْفِيرِ وَالطَّلَاقِ he is forced and brought in front of the judge. And the, the judge gives him a choice. Either divorce this woman or have intimacy with her. And pay the oath. Yani, you have the two options. Either you pay the penalty for taking an oath and you lied. Because you now consummated, you, you had intimacy with her. You said, I'm never going to have intimacy with you for five months. And then you have intimacy with her at the time when the judge forced you to do it. So in that case, then you are now, you've broken your oath, right? So therefore you have to uh, f- uh, pay the penalty. So Allah says, لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِنْ نِسَائِمْ تَرَبُّسُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرُ We're in four months. فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ If now he, now he goes and he has intimacy with her, then Allah will forgive his sin inshaAllah ta'ala and he has to pay the penalty. وَإِنْ عَزَمُ الطَّلَاقَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ And if that doesn't happen, then the judge forces him to divorce her. 
forces him to divorce her. How? Either there's two ways that they, they say. They say that the judge tells him to divorce her. If he agrees, alhamdulillah, that's okay. He divorces and everything is done. Let's say he disagrees now. He says, no, I'm not going to divorce her and I'm not going to touch her either. Then the scholars, they say, either he's imprisoned. He's imprisoned until he divorces her or touches her. Or the judge divorces for on his behalf. And this is the stronger opinion. The judge divorces on his behalf. So the judge separates between them and she's now considered to be uh, divorced. And he says, if he refuses, that the judge divorces for him. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. That is a very يعني, quick masala that alhamdulillah ila is, uh, is one of the short uh, parts of when it comes to uh, talaq. So the condition here though is what? If she requests, for in sa'alat, if she requests to be divorced or if she requests to be, uh, to take this, take this to a judge. If she doesn't then, يعني, you can go years without it. Lakin, uh, that is the a choice and that's what happens wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala a'lam inshallah ta'ala will take we'll stop here so that we can have some time until maghrib make dua of yawm al-jumu'ah and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our lesson allahumma allimna ma anfa'una wa anfa'na bima 'allamtana wa zidna 'ilman wa 'amalan ya rabbal 'alamin wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka 'ala 'abdi wa rasuli nabiyyina muhammad wa 'ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsan